Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You're listening to the world's smartest podcast network. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 272. My name's Turner Sparks. And I am Michael Kaplan. You You can find me at turnersparks.com. You can find me in New York City all this summer. Follow me on Instagram, people, because my comedy special is going to be coming out very soon. And I will be releasing clips, clip by clip, minute by minute on Instagram. Go to Turner at Turner Sparks on Instagram. You can follow Kaplan at Cap in America on all social media platforms. That's Instagram. That's Facebook. That's that's TikTok. That's that's Friendster. (laughs) MySpace. I'm with MySpace. Yeah. That would be we should take back over MySpace. You think Tom will sell it to us? No, no, no. I mean, like, no one's there anymore. <laughs> we just start. No one's posting on MySpace. If we're the only ones, even if there's only a million people still on MySpace, all a million, we could be the most popular people on MySpace. We could. We could. That's the thing. You want to be the you want to be the king somewhere. It's like the guy <laughs> in Oregon who's who's trying to bring back blockbuster video. <laughs> We could be that for MySpace. Kaplan on the podcast today. We have Chino Liao, our great friend Chino Liao from the Philippines is back with us. He was just in New York City visiting. So we're going to get some of those. What are his thoughts of life in New York? He was doing comedy out here. We tried to do this in person and we epically failed. So we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Chino got the bug. And uh, so we couldn't see him when he was here. He was trapped in a hotel room for about a week trying to recover. But um, but but what but we're talking about today is the the president. There's a new president in the Philippines. It's an old name, <laughs> familiar new, name, 
It's like Dusty Rhodes with if you're a wrestling fan, you know, everyone <laughs> remembered his dad was the the nature, whatever. Dustin Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes, whatever. You know what I'm talking about? There's a link to the past. Right. But it's new. Everything that's old is new. And now an old dictator's son has now become president. <laughs> We're going to get to that in just a minute. How it happened, why it happened, what that means for the world. Is that a trend for the world? Will we now be seeing future dictators? Is there a Hitler kid out there somewhere? <laughs> Henry Hitler. Start your <laughs> campaign up. <laughs> is Henry Hitler going to be the next president of the United States? Bobby Stalin. It's time. The, the people are calling. <laughs> we will find out soon. Is Kevin Pol Pot out there somewhere? <laughs> we keep going. <laughs> Kevin Pol Pot. That's a good See what happens with him getting into yeah. Cambodian politics sometimes. P.D. Pinochet. Let's go. Before that, there we go. That's one more. That was the one we needed. Now, who's the lady in Argentina? Uh, Evita Peron. Well, she wasn't a dictator, was she? I, mean, I don't Madonna know. I never saw the play. <laughs> Anyway, we'll learn, we'll learn that when we do Argentina. Did she was the one who let them eat cake or was that she sang else? to them from the balcony? No, that's Marie Antoinette. That's who I'm thinking. But if of. Marie Antoinette's like great, great, great grandkid runs in France, you know, where's you Billy go. Bob Antoinette? <laughs> Billy Bob. What's he doing? Cap, before Antoinette. that. Yeah. Patreon.com is how you support this show. We desperately need your support. Should we threaten to just cancel the show outright if we don't get a new Patreon subscriber this week? I'm we're, we have to start making some threats. We have to get yeah, we have to say no more. Like we went a few weeks without this show because I had some health issues. That was the official reason. But it, it's really just because I'm depressed because we can't get more patrons. We uh, you, you can't get me to do this pod anymore. I'm so depressed about it. We played nice for too long. Yeah, we've been doing this show for five years. Yeah, we've had our Patreon channel. I don't know, two or th- two years or so. And had it longer said, than COVID. Hey, everybody, be cool. Support us. That doesn't work. No, we, no There's more. Nice, thousands nice guys. of people who listen to this show, Lost in America. Yeah, we have proof of that. Almost none of them subscribe to our <laughs> Patreon channel. Yeah. And, and if they never if you haven't subscribed to any point during the past few years, now is the time it's the best bargain. You would get all like you would have screwed us over. You could get all the episodes we did and we were charging other people for. You can get them for five dollars right now. You could have them in your on your computer screen. On yes. your phone, so you get all the now's back the time episodes. to make amends. Yeah, all the back episodes. Make amends. Subscribe, please. Be like Tug. Tug. Be like Drew Fralick. Be like Dennis Owens. Be like Sugar Brady. Be like uh, Linda Van Dam. I mean, these people have such power. Though on our show last week, Drew Fralick, he made a threat. He basically said he would stop subscribing if I talked about a certain topic, and I have to listen to him because of how few subscribers we have at the moment. So, he said Kevin I don't was have no to longer to allowed to, to promote his daughter's Girl Scout cookies oh, on oh, you're our allowed show. To say it? OK, well, we could say we're not. Allowed, so that's it. So Kevin won't do that anymore. His, not, his, his daughter's going to fail out of Girl Scouts. Just he's paying us twenty six dollars a month because we need this extra Patreon money. Exactly. But we're willing to do that. We'll do whatever you need us to do. <laughs> we'll sell our kids uh, dreams. We away. will be co-opted. If you have a political campaign, we'll pretend like we support it, even if, if you know nothing if about you're a dictator's it. grandkid and you want to run for office. The way you do that, go to patreon.com slash lost in America. Five dollars a month is all we're asking for. But you know what? Ten will get you this mug when mm, we went to number one in our media or a T-shirt. Uh, Lost in America T-shirt number one in Armenia. Twenty bucks will get you an advertisement on this show. We did one for uh, the great Dennis Owens last week. We will do yours. Some whenever you throw us twenty bucks a month, that's it. Gab, all right, now let's get to the show. Uh, what do you know about what's going on in Philly? So they've erect- elected the son of a former dictator as president. It's very 
I don't know. I think it's unprecedented. I don't know if because this guy, the dictator was Marcus, uh, um, Marcos. Say, who's the most Marcos is the most famous one of the more fa- like, I don't know if he knew any. I don't know whether other dictators in the Philippines. I don't know, but he was a the- dictator in the 80s. Yeah, he stole 10 billion dollars, U.S. dollars worth of money from the country. Yeah. And then when they tried to arrest him, he fled to Hawaii. Now, I don't know why we took him. That's- well, his wife came to New York. I know she was like a big socialite here, I believe, for a while. Oh, really? Yeah. They she had had the- 10 bill because we had the best shoes. I know that's all I remember from the 80s. <laughs> she had a lot of shoes. Yeah, and- she was famous. She was on like Oprah, I think. And Oprah loved her just talking about how great her shoes were. And anytime you have a woman who's just spends all, uh, all of her people's money on her shoes, you know, she's a good mom. You know, she's willing to spend a lot of money on your kids. So she know your kids got good education. So, of course, you would elect this kid to be the president one day. So then the kid now has grown up yeah. and become the president. Now he just got elected, like free elected, elected president. Yeah, it's a real election. This and wasn't he's... a takeover. This wasn't a hostile takeover. And his vice president, Duterte, the guy who's just the president. Who you remember the guy about. who just went out. He said he rode up and down the streets of Manila on his on his motorcycle. Killing shooting, drug dealers with his hand shooting drug hands. dealers. <laughs> Strange. Yeah, he was a president and his daughter is now vice president. So the country said, you know what? That whole killing, shooting drug dealers with, you know, with your with your pistol. We want more of that. That's what's great. It's not just bringing back an old dictator. It's bringing back like two potentially evil empires and merging them. It's, it's your, like when saying, like, gonna... like Andre the Giant and <laughs> Mr. Perfect became a tag team. It's like the <laughs> exactly. two evils the put together. Yeah. It, and then it, they it, won the championship. So I want to know, how did this possibly happen? Who are the people who voted for, you know, what type of person voted here? What does this mean for the world? But first, I want to know, I want to welcome Chino Liao back to the show. Chino is our great friend. And we'll get into your New York stuff a little later. But yeah, let's start sure. with this topic. And what how correct are we in our assessment here? No, you're very on point, Hugh. Um, you first you ask about how they both won. Um, I'm going to boil it down in, in the simplest terms. There's a, a large divide between the haves and have-nots here in, in the Philippines. Um, the way the, the poverty line is is more of like a, a, a poverty square at this point. You know, it's, it, is, it is massive. And unfortunately, that camp uh, did something correct in targeting a lot of the masses, a lot of the lower uh, pay grade people of the Philippines, which is how they got a lot of the votes. You know, did you just call them B grade people? Low grade, low pay grade people. Oh, low low pay pay grade. grade. They're not low grade people. I thought you were saying like A grade, B grade, C grade people. No, I mean, people who don't, people who don't pay this much, you know, people who are below the poverty line. Blue collar working class. People who have a Patreon page that only gets $300 a month. Yes, (laughs) exactly. All correct. And uh, these people, uh, were easily targeted because of how every evil empire succeeds. Uh, they were targeted by Facebook ads and TikTok videos and, and trolls online and, and massive social media campaigns. And it, it's just, that's what we boil it down to. A lot of people are, are on the side of, of Vice President Robredo, who was his, who was, uh, President-elect Marcus's number one rival who are going to say that she was cheated out of the presidency. But I really don't see it that way. I see it, uh, 
I see it uh, as a country, the country of the Philippines, deciding that they want more of what's been going on for the past six years. That's basically yeah, we, how it is. We should say that um, this uh, victory by Marcos, by Fernando, Fernanda Jr., Fernando Jr., Ferdinand uh, Marcos Sorry, excuse Jr. Me. Ferdinand <laughs> Marcos Jr., who goes by Bong Bong Marcos, right? Yes. Bong uh, that's his nickname. So uh, uh, we'll call him Bong Bong, I think, for the purpose yeah. of just comedy. It's more fun. Yeah. 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 President Bong Bong. <laughs> President Bong Bong won but Bongo by Fiesta. a gigantic margin. And a huge margin. He yeah, also was the first one to get a majority in th- three decades. First president. So a lot of because multiple people will run. So you could win with like 40 percent of the vote. He actually got over 50 percent. So if mm-hmm. you claim that this was a stole, it's, it's a difficult claim to claim it was stolen. You could yeah. say there was irregularities in the voting, but maybe not that wide of a margin. Yeah, because he got um, Vice President Rubredo, who was, again, his number one rival, only got 15 million votes. He got over 30 million. Wow. So that he just blew her out of the water. That's right, a lot of that. dead people voting. <laughs> I, I know, right? There are a lot of a lot of a lot of, a lot of vote buying, a lot of bribes, a lot of a sh- shady business going on. Just so because he the 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 gap was so unexpected. Like people on the side of president or VP Robredo really really campaigned hard for her. Like I remember going to rallies, going to um, parties dedicated to her just to try and get the Ooh. hype up. But it really wasn't a match for how well the other camp run its campaign because, man, even Bong Bong Marcos won without doing a single debate, without conducting a single interview about wow. his campaign. Whenever he would appear in a campaign rally, he would only say one word and people would lose their shit. He'd What's just say unity. <laughs> Unity. He'd just say what if people ask him about his plans for the government. All he'd say is, "We need to be unified. We need unity," and that's all he'd say. He'd never give specifics. He doesn't break down his plan for the country, and yet he still won by so much, which is really uh, disheartening at, at this point. You know, because economy of words, though, it's a good win for the economy of words. Well, yeah. It's less. also like it's good strategy. I mean, frankly. Did Biden come out of his basement when he ran? Yeah, Biden. That was Biden's strategy. Don't say a lot. Biden was like, don't say anything. Don't leave the house. You're in the lead. All you can do is screw this up. And so he blamed it on COVID, I think. Well, he's also like 100 years old. He is actually high risk. Yes. Yeah, he's very high risk. (laughs) But it's a good and like NBA player, you know, like college athletes, when they know they're going to go number one, they don't show up to any of the workouts or the combines or anything. They just (laughs) bong bong. How was his 40 time? (laughs) He didn't run. I'm ahead anyway, right? I guess he's ahead there. So there, so, so I was going to ask you, what was his strategy? I mean, what was his platform? But it really, there was no platform there. Yeah. He never really gave anything, no specifics. There's this video going around of how they're asking him who his comptroller is going to be um, or the equivalent of a comptroller in, in the Philippines. And he couldn't even define what a comptroller did. Well, he's on my team then because I didn't know. I don't think it's a real job, to be honest. I I always think they're spelling. But to be fair, you guys aren't running uh, a country. Yeah, well, not yet. Not yet. yet. I mean, you think it's basic requirements for somebody in his 
position, but he couldn't even answer it. He he didn't have somebody uh, in in mind for the commission of audit, which is what they were asking about. He couldn't okay. even define what the commission of the audit actually did. So it's it's just going around in the liberal circles now. People are making uh, fun of him before he even gets uh, into power. And what was when they say? So, who's the controller? He just says unity. Is that what he's? he's <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, he just tries. He just acts and tries to um, play it off like he's deaf in one ear uh, or a little hard to feel. Like, oh, I didn't, I didn't yeah, yeah. What, is, what did you say? Controller? No, you know, controller. What? No, no. Remember just, when they asked Trump what was his favorite part of the Bible? <laughs> and he great. goes, "There's a lot of good parts. I mean, it's Bobby's hard to pick <laughs> just one." Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would have said with the comptroller. You go, well, well, there's a, lot of, a lot of great candidates out yeah. there. We're still what deciding. magazine she liked. You remember that? And- yeah. Exactly. Uh, so what if we don't know what his platform was, what was his competitor's platform? Um, so his closest competition, which is uh, the former vice president. Now, uh, she was uh, the vice president. Rando. She was Duterte's VP. Yes. And do you she, get when you get elected? They're elected separately. Believe, Are they elected right? separately? Yeah, or it's not a it's not a party system like you guys. Okay, okay. So, okay. so they can do different parties. She was a liberal candidate, and President Duterte was with the administration. I forget what party he's a part of. PDP Laban, I think his party was. So, so anyway, uh, VP Robredo's uh, ca- uh, platform was that she wanted good governance. She was also after COVID relief because we were coming off uh, the pandemic. She was also promising people jobs, you know, basic run-of-the-mill liberal uh, campaign platforms. Um, however, uh, other people in uh, the president uh, presidential elections also had different platforms as well. Like there was a former police chief who ran and who promised to, you know, uh, perform administrative policies to you know, stop crime, uh, prevent crime, you know, just very basic police things. And then another one who used to be a the mayor of Manila also promised things like better uh, education. And his his platform really just hinged upon education a lot. So a lot boring. of people had, yeah, a lot of people really <laughs> had well defined boring. Yes, not but unity. also well defined. Well defined uh, campaigns, uh, but Bongo Marcos, man, his platform is just non existent. Now, all. here's a question it sounds fake, but it's real. If any one of those other people just would have gone on stage and said the word unity, would they have won? Or was there basically was the point that he didn't need to say anything? He somehow already won. I think, I think you are correct. I think by not saying anything, he already had the hearts and minds of the masses here because his the, the big issue with him winning was um, historical revisionism. A lot of people are saying that by him winning, he is going to change our history books and sort of eradicate the 20-year uh, span that his father was in power, including the time martial law was implemented and a lot of people were were kidnapped, tortured, killed. So just get that out of the history books, is what you're saying. Yeah, so that's what people are. So it's a it's an education platform then. Pretty much, you know. (laughs) They're gonna try to unify all the fake media in the country to, you know, try and revise how history is being perceived here. Um, but 
a lot of people are afraid that that's going to happen. But then they say that because a lot of the times when all these trolls on Facebook and all the fake TikTok videos started um, getting engagement, it was because they were trying to redefine what happened during martial law. So it really also had a lot to do with living off his father's name. And a lot of people saying, well, martial law was bad, but his dad also did a lot of good. Mm. Right. Yeah. The, the trains ran on time. He did a lot of good. The, right. the economy, the right. economy was I heard, I read they said that we had less debt then. People were saying right. supporters, stuff like they that. They said, it yes, he right. stole 10 billion, but things yes, were cheaper. <laughs> most people got killed, but. He we everyone. Yeah, there was a good economy. People had jobs. People were making Gas money. was cheaper. Yeah. And that they, somehow somehow. I mean, this happened in China as well. They have there's a term that everyone uses, which is two thirds, one third, which is that uh, the in the 1970s, the person was who who was in power then who I shouldn't even mention mm. was two thirds good and one third bad. That's the way the history books are written now. He was trying to do good the whole time. It's just, you know, a third of the time he hit a set of them being 50 50. So <laughs> well, that's, what, about, what I'm saying is that's the way they're rewriting yeah. the books. What about Manny Pacquiao? What happened? To, what happened to his? Kid? Oh, yeah, he, he got blown. He, he got <laughs> blown out. He, he didn't even stand a chance. It was like, remember he, how we were talking about how he was part of President Duterte's party, but then he and he and him got had a falling out. Yeah, so now yeah. Manny decided to start his own party, and that was that's we literally just spelled the end for him because by starting his own party, he already lost the backing of the original party he was a part of, which was a lot more established, mm-hmm. you know. So by 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 separating from them, he already lost all the backing, he lost all the sponsorships, he he had to, I mean, because he was Manny Pacquiao, he had that merit going for him. But it really wasn't enough to convince people that he was a possible presidential candidate. You know, by then people had already dismissed him for even the mayor of Manila. The mayor of Manila, Isco Moreno, who also ran, was a far was a was third place in this in this presidential election. So he was way ahead of Pacquiao, who was like seventh, I think. Well, man, he's got to go back to boxing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's time. <laughs> that's what people are saying. People are saying he's going to look for the easiest the easiest fight he can take just so he can cleanse his name, you know, because <laughs> he can still go. Is he still day. a Senator or not? He no, because he ran for, pre- for the presidency. He lost his Senate. Seat oh wow. no. Big, big mistake, Manny. <laughs> yeah. so, so, so basically, sorry, basically what happened was at the end of his senatorial uh, term, he had a choice on whether to rerun as a Senator or run for the presidency. Of course, History will show that he ran for the presidency and uh, lost. So now he has nothing. So not only does um, as Marcos win, but his vice president is Sarah Duterte, who's Duterte's daughter, right? Yes. Pre- previous president. Is this, you said this is a signal, like he basically ran off his dad's name. Did right. she also run off her dad's name? Was this is this just two spoiled children of former presidents becoming like teaming up? Okay, so the thing with Sarah Duterte is that she was supposedly groomed to replace President Duterte. President Duterte did not want her running as a VP. He wanted her running as a vice president, which is 
why a little bit of a fight erupted between the both of them, a bit of a misunderstanding, because President Duterte has been on record saying that he didn't really believe in uh, Bongbong Marcus could be a president. He finds him to be a weak leader. He said that on tape. So, so it's very, it's very. Con- so he wanted her to be still. president. Yeah, he wanted Sara Duterte to be his daughter because it's his child, right, to be president. I mean, Sara Duterte is currently the mayor of Davao City right now. Uh, so, which is where President Duterte reigned for a few good decades. So. By being a vice president, President Duterte sees this as a demotion. Mm. But because Disappointing this child. whole thing, yeah, because this whole thing is sort of like a power grab for that entire side, which goes all the way back to former President Gloria Arroyo, right? It's it's a it's a play that President Duterte is willing to swallow. Because he still wants to be part of that team, he's going to be okay with her being a vice president, especially if it means that after six years or so, she can run, she can run to be a president. Right? Yes. So they just have to wait a little bit longer and things will still work out. Now, what does this say about the people? Well, what, let's get into So now we know what they're but the platforms were how did your like friends and family um, did this like how did they vote? Did this break? You said it broke down basically like the like lower middle class to lower class voted. They bong voted bong. for for bong bong. They're right. all in for this, like blow it up or keep blowing it up, I guess. I mean, yeah, it's the, a continuation, a continuation. A lot, of yeah. OK, so it's it's I don't know how to get into this without sounding elitist. So I'll just say it. We're a lot of people, yeah, yeah. A lot of people are saying that the reason the 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 Ferdinand Marcus Jr. won was because poor people wanted to stay poor. It's such a <laughs> douchey thing to say because Lenny Robredo, Vice President Robredo, really campaigned hard on the platform of improving people's lives. And unfortunately, the people, the only people who agreed with her or a majority of her supporters were people who already had improved lives, you know, people who were in the middle class, upper middle class, you know, part of, of society here. So it was a hard sell to, uh, to the lesser uh, people in the Philippines here to vote for somebody who they couldn't really relate to. You know what I mean? Because it her, her, the, her campaign's weakness is that they didn't really cater to the masses as much. Mm. It really only related to a lot of the upper middle class people in society. So a lot of celebrities who tried to back her really only related to the people who were well off and not so much to the people who really ended up voting for Ferdinand Marcus Jr. I mean, it's amazing how people don't learn the lesson. Like what you're describing exactly happened in 2016 with Hillary Clinton. She was like, I can't believe I lost because J-Lo liked me. Beyonce (laughs) liked me. Like she just started like celebrities all voted for me. So how could people not vote for how celebrities vote? And it turns out when people are really poor and like in distressed situations, they don't give a shit about celebrities. They they hate celebrities. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, so no, I remember like you mentioned that. I remember 
something from the Daily Show talking about this exact same thing. How like it doesn't matter to people how many celebrities back you if they don't actually feel the change that's happening, like what they felt during the the Duterte administration's reign, then they're not really going to vote for somebody who claims to be able to help them. You know what I mean? Yeah, if anything, it's helping the other side because the other side is saying, I care about you. And like like the 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 uh, de Tuertes and the, the Marcos, they're saying, I care about you and my opponent only cares about the rich. And then right. the opponent goes, yeah, but look at me. Rich people like me. I mean, it's <laughs> exactly. It's self-fulfilling. You're, you're playing yeah. right into their hands. It's the dumbest strategy. And it's also like making I fun know. of people who don't like we, we make a lot, joke about de Tuerte killing drug dealers, right? Yeah. But if you if you make light of it too much, it's like, well, if you live in that neighborhood where there's a drug dealer, you actually appreciate it, even if yeah, you, you, don't, you don't care want... about due process the way we might in our sitting here in a yeah. in my penthouse apartment. <laughs> right. Exactly. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I, I know people, friends, Apple friends who voted for President Duterte because they grew up or still live in bad parts of town, like drug deals going on left and right. And so they felt like he was the answer to their problems. And really it just boils down to a systemic problem at the end of the day. You know, people feel like because they're voting for Lenny Robredo, it's an instant solution to everything. But you gotta understand, man, this is like a decades long power struggle. You know, to, and it's not going to be fixed overnight. So by by voting for one person, it's not going to happen right away. You know what I mean? So it's not like instantaneous solution. Sure. How does this work its way into comedy, or does it at all? Like at, at comedy clubs, <laughs> and when you're out doing spots, are people talking about this? And are comedy you know, audiences? It, it it's funny because it, during the, during martial law, he actually had a few comedians arrested and and detained. What, did Tuerte the, did? No, or, or sorry. Marcus. Martial law during uh, Marcos. Oh, in the 80s, in the, in the 1980s. 1980s. Marcos in the 1980s. 1980s. You know, oh. a, lot, a lot of comedians were detained. Um, uh, TV stations were shut down. In fact, one, one station that was shut down in the 80s is, is shut down today. Hmm. So it's it, a lot of people want, want to tread lightly. Like in my local comedy community and podcasting community, a lot of people are afraid that their freedom of speech is going to get infringed upon. Um, but lawyers are saying that it might still be too early to tell. So if that's the case, a lot of us still do jokes, you know. We still right. continue living unless something drastic happens, which we're not really afraid of. But unless something drastic happens, then, then, then maybe we can talk about it. You know, maybe I'll call you from a bunker somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And are your audiences, what side do they fall on? Like, are they supportive of Marcos, the new president Marcos, or are they? It's, yeah. How do they break down? Uh, it's very divided. Sorry. It's very divided. A lot of them support the other other candidates. A lot of them support uh, for them Marcos. And even some comedians here in the Philippines also support Ferdinand Marcos, which is very uh, surprising to be sure, but a lot of them just believe in the status quo, keeping the status quo the status quo, you know. So that's probably why they supported uh, Ferdinand Marcos. Um, but while still a lot of us, you know, voted, ended up voting for President Rubredo or Vice President Rubredo, uh, hoping that you know things change. It's so funny to me because you talk about the status quo, whereas in in America, when we talk about status quo, we're kind of talking about like stability. 
It's right, like voting right. for the status quo would be voting for the estate, like a, a Bush family member or a Biden or something right. like that. And voting in, in Philippines for the status quo is like more chaos, more chaos, more, yeah, more, yeah. more cracked. Yeah, yeah, I don't I feel like people don't really see it that way, though. That's the thing. Okay. That's like the people who voted for Ferdinand Marcus don't really see him as as an agent of chaos and destruction because they really believe that by voting for him they're voting for somebody who is not only the lesser evil but also somebody who promised unity at the end of the day and they and they just want more of that is it a lot of young people um I, I was reading that a lot of young people have actually voted for marcos is it is is it a kind of an idea where they don't even remember the yeah. and, the, and, the, and they and they, they, they weren't they, even alive. They weren't even alive in the history yeah. books. They don't even. Yeah, there's some people disputing, like, did that really happen that way? Yeah. That was his rivals wrote it up that way after the fact. So, yeah, that's that, what you that, sense in that. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a big issue. Like I said, we're going it goes back to historical uh, revisionism out here because a lot of Gen Zers and, and younger millennials uh, started campaigns on trying to revise what happened during the 1980s uh, and during martial law specifically. You know, a lot of them, and they used social media to their advantage very well. So well, in fact, that it convinced a lot of folks, even folks who were alive during the 80s, to, to say, hey, wait a minute. Maybe <laughs> I think I right, remember you know? <laughs> Yeah, maybe I was wrong. Maybe it wasn't as bad as I remember. It's like they yelled so, fake news, but not at something that just happened, but at something that's been established in your brain exactly. for four years. And yet you still were like, oh, wait. <laughs> exactly. That's crazy. crazy. We're going to take a break. But when we get back, I want to get into what this means for the world. And we're almost there. We're getting very close to that. So Kaplan, but let's take a break. We are part of the world's smartest podcast network. That is us lost in America. That is Professor Andrew Heaton and the Political Orphanage podcast. Speaking of that, Heaton and I will be in Texas this week in the Dallas area doing stand up together. Look at that. That's exciting. Thursday night. Uh, it's at a country club, though. So it's a private oh. show. And I believe it's <laughs> so, sold out. But. So you just that's a great advertisement. Like you guys can't come, but just so you know, we'll be in the area. Well, buy, yeah. Hang buy out us a drink a, if you see us at a bar. Yeah, we'll hang out with us at a bar after. Yeah. That's a good idea. We will be back though. I'm gonna be back in the in Dow in Fort Worth actually in the fall. So all oh. dates for that soon. And I'm sure Heaton will be with me if he's around. Um, and uh, so he's the Political Orphanage podcast, great podcast, and of course. Dr. Andrea Jones Roy and the Majoring in Everything podcast. She is a not only a comedian, she's a circus performer and a professor at in New York University. Who uh doctor who, who's our latest doctor from NYU? Cap, what's her name? Oh, Dr. Swift. Dr. Dr. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes. Who's not a circus performer, though, so she's not as talented as uh, Dr. Andrew. Not even close. <laughs> But she just became she's she's now equally as learned. But as, she has a great paper on data science that I'm dying. I'm to sure read. she does. Now, Kaplan, a word from your local sponsor. All right, we're back. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you so much. Uh, all right. So I want to run something by you here, Chino, and see if this yeah. resonates with you. Kaplan and I just read this and it's this it's this something I've been We've been circling around for years, and I think this nails it. It's this idea that people in a lot of countries, I would include America in this and the Philippines for sure, and maybe UK, and that 
when li liberalism is this idea of like, uh, we're all going to work it out, right? It's going to be, we all need to work together to solve the problems. Freedom. When that fails or appears to fail, then what people want next is they want a tough leader who's kind of going to be a disciplinarian, tough on crime, and they don't necessarily care how it gets there. That's just, they're like, this idea of we all work together to solve problems doesn't work because it's almost like you've decided not to trust the other people in your own country. So we need a leader who will just be like, like, a, like a mean dad who will come it, on, right. come down and-, and uh, It's like every TV show, there's always like a, every cop show, there's always a guy who breaks right. the rules but then right. he gets results. Like he breaks a few skulls and gets guys to confess or something. He gets results. I'm like for that guy a, from a, a family with a bunch of kids. If you're the one good kid, but the bad kids in your family are always getting away from everything. You're like, all I want is dad to enforce the rules because yeah. I'm, I'm obeying them and nobody else is and they get away with it. Does that resonate with you with what's going on in the Philippines? No, yeah, it, it makes sense because, okay. So for me to answer this and give you a quick rundown on who was president of the last um, I'm going to say 20 years. So it was it was Gloria Macapagal Arroyo, who is now a congresswoman. And, and then she ran, she had two terms. Um, and then after her, it was uh, the son of somebody who was a rival to the original Marcos, Benigno Aquino Jr. He was a pure liberal. So Benigno Aquino Jr. is the son of Benigno Aquino, who was a senator in the 80s who staunchly... Uh, defied Ferdinand Marcus Sr. So this was a big thing. And this is how the revolution started in the Philippines after Benigno Aquino Sr. was assassinated. So many, many years later, his son runs for office, pure liberal, right? And then after that, it was President Duterte. So the break from the liberal side of things is proof that what you're saying is kind of correct. You know, that the, the people of the Philippines really didn't see an improvement during the liberal, the liberal period. That's of the crux history. of it right there. Yeah. Right. That's it. They didn't really feel that their lives improved when somebody who was liberal was seated. Therefore, they don't really feel the need to support somebody who only a select few percentage of the public can relate to you know what i mean it's not it's not in their best interest to vote for a liberal right now which is unfortunately sad because a lot of us feel in in that part of the group a lot of us feel that that's the only way the philippines improves you know mm. that's the only way the philippines gets back to where it used to be before uh ferdinand marcus senior now this if that last minute of uh, Chino speaking does not ring any bells for you in the United States of America. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. And it's also I mean, around we're, the it's world. What we're doing right now. It's like, Hey, we're now trying to go back to um, stability and liberalism and Biden. And I mean, whether it's his fault or not, it's for, I mean, it's just reality that a lot of people's lives are not really improving. Yeah. So what's coming next, I think it's kind of obvious. Yeah. And it's also it's around the world. We've talked about in El Salvador recently. We talked about Hungary recently, this idea of like strong leaders. Well, Brexit. Who, as Brexit well. Yeah, that's like, right. th yeah, there's a couple different issues, but like not due process is not like something that someone cares about as much as just like I want safety or my family to be safe, you know, want to have a job. So, yeah, it could be we could be talking about our country soon one day. <laughs> I mean, I 
At, uh, so here's the thing. Duterte got elected in, I think, the Philippines' recent history has been a canary in the coal mine telling us what's going to happen everywhere else around the world at some point soon. The Duterte got elected in June 2016. I looked mm. it up. And I remember hearing that and being like, whoa, they're crazy. What are they doing there? And then Brexit was either a, the exact same time or a month before or a month after. It was right around the same time. Six months later, we got Trump. And then now the world tried pulling back from that a little bit. And I, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of obvious to where everything's going. We Trump, Trump's wait, is it going to be Ivanka then this time as vice president? We copy their model completely. <laughs> I think it'll depend on who's still alive. If Trump's yeah. still alive, it'll just be him. Yeah, but his daughter, he's got a daughter who could run. It's true. <laughs> it's about time we had a woman president. So Glass ceiling, baby. Yes. <laughs> uh, what, so how was your trip to New York? I want to get into that a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, No, you know what? Un until I got COVID and broke my phone and broke my ankle, it was great. Man, for the first the first week that I was there it was was beautiful. Wait, you got COVID, and broke your phone, broke your ankle. I think the, yeah, which, no, it the ankle. The ankle was first, okay. right? Yeah. So the ankle was first, and then a day after, my phone died and couldn't be repaired. So it hasn't been repaired. And then a few days after that, I um, uh, I got COVID. So uh, anything before that was was. Still beautiful to me, you know, because I got to do so much stand up there uh, that I, I didn't expect to do as much as many shows as I got to do. So it was still a good trip for me. You know, it, it made me even start considering how figuring out how to move out to, to New York. Hey, so that's like there a, you go. So it, didn't, it didn't deter me from I wanting you, to go back. I want to ask you about something specific because you right. said that. When you were out there, when you're out in New York, when you're out here, you thought you saw Artie Lang, the comedian yes. Artie Lang. I saw it on Twitter. In a McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you realized so, it was not Artie Lang. Yeah. And you realized that everyone looks like Artie Lang here. What's that? So here's my <laughs> so question. Because when I moved back, I was in China for 12 years. When I moved back to America, I also, for the first like three months, I thought I would see celebrities like three times a day. I'd be like, oh, and I 100% convinced. I'm like, oh my God, that's the person. I realized uh, what happened to me is just I hadn't seen white people in a long time yeah. <laughs> or a lot of black people, frankly. Uh, and they were starting like white people. They were looking the same to me. And so right. I was just used to seeing Asian people. And so you right. get hit with that. And that's what it was. But I, then when I saw you tweet about seeing Artie Lang, I'm like, this is what's happening. Is that what happened? No, pretty much. Yeah. Also, I forget not seeing white people. It was also my first time in New York. Uh, first time after 11 years, probably. Right. So, so the last time I was out in New York, I only stayed for a few days. Didn't really get the full New York experience. And this time around, I was alone. I was living in Brooklyn with a, with a relative. So I got to really explore the city a bunch. And for the, there was a McDonald's near his place that was a good five minutes away. So I'd go out there to have breakfast and, and just to <laughs> Finest see. place in Brooklyn, I have breakfast. Yeah. Right. And so, to see just people, the characters that frequent that McDonald's. There was a group of old of, of seniors who have breakfast there regularly, and and I'd listen to them talk, and it's like it's like a free podcast during. That's why I love New York City. That's why we pay the rent. To be honest, the crazy people you can listen to anywhere. It's the characters that make the city. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. You know. So it has like a very unique flavor 
uh, as opposed to you know where I where I was, which is at uh, California. So very different, also very uh, very very aggressive. I guess you could mm, say yes, it's a very aggressive flavor. Now, what do you mean by that? Oh, it's just, you know, a lot of people, a lot of times, like I took the subway a bunch of times here. So a lot of times people are like in a hurry and telling them, telling me to move, which I'm not very good at. If you, if you see me, you'll know why. Not very agile, but it's still like even beyond, even with all the hustle and with all the, the walking and all the commuting, I, I still really didn't mind it, you know, because this, the, the experience was just very unique to me. So I still saw it. I guess we're, we're, we're with rose-colored glasses, you know. Mm. And you were, in, were you, you were staying nice. with family in Brownsville? Is that where you were? No, no, no. So I was staying in Ozone Park. Which is with, just like a, a far suburb of Manhattan. Yes. So Brooklyn. it's a bit farther out uh, with an uncle. And when I got COVID, he, he and I were only sharing. A, he, uh, he let me crash on his couch, basically. Okay. So when I got COVID, I had to leave because he's immunocompromised. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to go give your uncle. Yeah, right. And COVID. he's pretty old as well. So I didn't really want to give him COVID like that. No. So I <laughs> want to give it. So I want I had to look for a hotel nearby. And the closest one I found was in Brownsville, which I didn't know what it was. <laughs> How did you uh, find it? You just looked in your phone like close Kaplan, to yeah, I just wait, went wait, wait. Kaplan, explain Brownsville to the people. Brownsville is known as I think it's the most famous for being the place Mike Tyson is from, if I'm correct. Right. It's where he was born and raised. It's so, also it's the most dangerous part of New it's York. It's not City. the best part. It's the murder so. capital of New York City. It's where Mike Tyson oh, wow. got all of his rage. <laughs> it's, wow. I mean, just to yes. put it bluntly, it's a square mile of projects. It's more dangerous than Long Island City, where I live, which is way, different. way, way more. <laughs> and I live in a war zone. I used to have to go out there when I was signing up for unemployment or not. Was I signing for unemployment or like, so, oh, no, oh, when I was getting my Obamacare in like 2016, hmm. I back then you had to do all these meetings in person. You couldn't just fill out stuff online. And multiple times I would have to go to Brownsville to do it. And it was a pretty uh, scary neighborhood. You were there in a hotel. How did you find a hotel room in Brownsville? It was cheap or something? Because so, it was cheap. That's basically it. Mm. it yeah, I can't believe there's even hotels in Brownsville. You should. There was yeah, a hotel. It was vacationing to Brownsville. What's, what's the hotel it's chain? weird because it was a hotel that didn't take cards. Oh, it only God. Took cash. Does it take credit cards? It like cash only, only cash. Was it by the so hour? So no, I mean they were able to. At uh, what point? Yeah, I mean, why does Brownsville need a hotel? There's a, are there like conventions happening in Brownsville? Well, we can do Vegas or Brownsville. Yeah, I mean people gotta stay at a hotel anyway, I guess. But uh, I mean, I mean, Doug's gotta have that free coffee in Continental. They gotta, they gotta take their mistress somewhere. Everyone's gotta go I mean, somewhere. They, they, oh, that's they, true. Wait, they I had mean, Continental breakfast? They did. They did. So I was so it was pretty surprising. Did you write a Yelp review? Coffee. <laughs> were you eat, wait? Were you COVID positive eating out of a buffet line? No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I did not partake on the uh, continental breakfast, but I I just saw the signs and say. Uh, and when I checked in, the guy uh, behind the desk, behind the thick bulletproof glass, told me, yeah. uh, "It's literally it was literally thick bulletproof glass." With a sure. told me that uh, there's free breakfast. I was like, "No, I'm good." So I just stayed I, in my room pretty yeah. much the whole time, which is unfortunate, you know. Was he like, why are you here? Or was he? <laughs> yeah, I didn't really ask questions. Although when I was in line. He's running from something. Yeah. And although when I was in line checking in, I was with a few other uh, unsavory folk. And they did not know what to make of me. Yeah. They, looked, sure. 
they looked at me like Filipinos look at white people here. You know? it, was yeah. a, it was so perplexing to them while I was there because I just stuck out. You know? <laughs> and what about I just going through your tweets? I saw that you tried artichoke for the first time when you yeah. were in New York City. How was that? So I, so, so I did the open mic at the uh, uh, Gresh Village, right? Where they oh, had you went all to artichoke pizza. And then I went to artichoke um, pizza. Artichoke um, the vegetable. <laughs> That artichoke the vegetable, uh, which I've I've had before. I thought you so, made it was the first time but, you tried artichoke. By the way, in the, I guess the city you you got COVID at the wrong time for like two years. The city would have put you up in a free hotel if you had COVID. See, like they, see now, now I wish I got in the yeah yeah. See, last now, <laughs> now I wish I had gone two years earlier. But then, yeah, I guess I guess you know all things considering, I still really enjoyed my trip. You know, I still. Still makes me want to go back to, to be sure, you know. That's that's really what's on. And my people mind handed you a, a CD. You got a free. Oh CD. yeah, no. So when I so okay, <laughs> quick story. I I tripped in front of Times Square or right on Times Square. That's how you injured your ankle. Yeah, that how that's how I injured my ankle, and it was the day of the show of of the festival show I was booked on. It was also the day you. Were- I think before you were supposed to do our podcast. Oh, yes. you came out to New York for this Asian comedy festival. Yes, yeah. yes. That's what and- I was in New York for. So it was for the very big, very Asian comedy festival. Um, and they, they had me on. They booked yeah, me for the show. Turner on. <laughs> I guess it's not Asian enough. Asian by proxy still isn't Asian. So I, I there was no white in- people on that festival, right? There was no white people. On okay, good. Because no. I'm going to say if no. there was any whites and it wasn't me, I would be very upset. I mean, they were white volunteers. If you wanted to kill us. No, I'm a volunteer. I want to yeah, be a volunteer. volunteer. Yeah. Big time we're, for that. Running for coffee, you know. Oh, yeah. But there were no white people on that. On okay, that, good. Uh, that makes you feel good. So you're standing in Central, I mean, Times Square. And so I was walking at Times Square. I tripped. I rolled my ankle really badly. And that it attracted a few tourists and the hustlers who would hand out CDs right at the, at the corner, you know, the group of guys who try to hustle people for a few dollars. Like the hip, so, the rap, there's like rappers who will just right, have like right. low, like, low like, level. They're rappers. still handing out CDs in 2022. Yeah. I, I haven't been out. They'll sit later. in Times Square and hand you a CD and then try to charge yeah, you. For try it, to swindle right? you. Wait, like, you want my right? CD? And they're like, I'll oh, give me some money now. I'm an artist. We right. should do that maybe with the podcast. We got to do some door to door. That's maybe, maybe that's how you get more Patreons. <laughs> yeah. Subscribe to people us. and then ask them for the CD of the podcast. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This yeah. Is Stand next to them. Stand next to the rappers. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, hustle for the day. So what happened? You, know? you fall down and then I fall down. Gather. I get, and then, and then a few, a few people walking around, not the rappers, helping back to my feet. So they were kind enough to do that. But then, like a good two minutes later, as I'm trying to compose myself, the rappers come rushing in and start talking to me and start telling me, oh, man, you got to be careful out here. This is New York streets. But hey, listen, here's my CD. Give me some money. (laughs) It's like, we helped you out. So here's a CD. And now give us some money. They didn't give you any ice, though, or anything. Yeah. No, they didn't help me. I I was already standing by the time that they came. So I didn't really give them anything. I just went on my way. And what about... Uh, I, I know you went to the Denver airport. You had a layover. Yeah, I had a layover at the Denver airport. It was interesting as well. And you're just really going through my tweets now. I really am. It's great. This is how we do pre-interview process. We yeah. just saw the research. Uh, I want to know about the white people with dreadlocks. A lot of them were had. Uh, no, I mean, really? One, That's problematic. One white, yeah, one white dude with dreadlocks 
uh, in Denver. went up to me and in Denver went up to me and returned uh, my wallet, which I had dropped and didn't even know. Oh so my god! Nice oh my god! That. You're a disaster. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know. I mean, you how, just did, dropped how your did I survive this trip? Right? You need your ID to get on a plane, too. So you really don't want to lose <laughs> so your I was fine. No. So I, I dropped my wallet a while back. I was just rushing to the next gate. And then this dude in like a foot-long dreadlocks just came running to me, all bearded out, all scary looking. And he just tapped me on my shoulder. I thought he was trying to sell me something, but then he asked me back by that. Here's the thing is they don't tell you. Like, everybody loves to make fun of white guys with dreadlocks, but they are usually very nice people. Yeah, exactly. Some of the nicest people in Denver have dreadlocks. They look like idiots, but they are pretty nice. They're cultural appropriation, appropriating, so they're evil in a way, but they're like... You know. two thirds, one third. Uh, two thirds, one third. Exactly. Yeah, that's two one third. They're honest, like, though. Like Chairman Man. <laughs> yeah. Aren't wow. they uh, uh, fantastic? So you might be moving. Wow. Well, let, let's. So wait, great. bring him to New York. I think we can. We can get a place for you in Brownsville. Yeah. <laughs> that's Good, anywhere, but you know, anywhere. No, because I I also met up with a few uh, friends, Filipino friends, who had since moved to New York and. They were very encouraging. Some of them even offered to marry me so I could get the green card oh. and move out there. Uh, Wait, can, but you, no, can you gay marry for green card status? I do not know, man. But maybe that guy was just trying to end on me. You I think you can. Of course you can, right? <laughs> I don't know if you can gay marry in the Philippines for green card status. I don't know what the tour is about that. something but... that this, we might be hitting on something here because like... I know I have a relative, I should I guess I'll say, who used to work in, uh, you know, like in the state, in the U.S., in the embassies where you need to try to decide you're giving people green cards or, or you're not giving people, you're giving people visas, spousal visas. You're trying to decide if it's a real marriage or a fake marriage. But right. the bells usually go off when it's like an old guy and a young girl. And, yeah. But bells, I don't think go up when it's two guys. Mm. So as right. a way to skirt the system, unless that one guy looks like Artie Lang, and then it's a <laughs> <laughs> this might be a whole new hole in the system. Anyway. I mean, I feel like I can still do better than Artie Lang. I'm just going to say that right now. You know? so you did know- oh, sorry. I was- Go ahead, Cap. Go ahead. I was going to say, you do know a lot of people in New York because I, I wanted to tell you yesterday I was driving through the city and you get all nerd. Turner knows how much I hate a parade. These parades cost traffic. Well, he just said uh, right. Kaplan doesn't like parades when it's like of an ethnic kind. Yeah, well, I got right. all like I read all angry because they were blocking a street. And then I saw it was the Philippine National Independence Day Parade yesterday in New York. Right. And That's it was the smallest weekend. parade I've ever seen. So like it barely blocked traffic at all. It didn't cause any. So it's kind of great, actually. I mean, so it's pr- they, they're they got to get it out of Pride Month. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they're, it's a bad month. Speaking of parades. <laughs> I mean, also, I mean, clearly the Philippines doesn't care for its independence. Right. They just Ironic. voted for a dictator's Oxymoron. Son, you know? <laughs> oh, so, that's what they're celebrating? The independence from then? From 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 Spain. I right. Think. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So oh, wow. what do you think is going to, what's the, what does the future look like the next six years, I guess, in the Philippines? I mean, Bong Bong Marcos really doesn't have much of a political will. And by that, I mean, he's really not the kind of person who we see implementing martial law and really cracking down like President Duterte did. You know, President Duterte really cracked down on crime and for better or for worse, was able to actually do it. Um, Bongbong Marcos really is only out there to clear his family's name and take more money for himself. 
that's really what bad. he's at. You know, it's the that's really his platform. Of course, he can't say that. He really needs more money. Like they don't. Yeah. What happened well, to all the money they took? They didn't invest it well. I mean, it's in New York now. They have that. a few buildings out there. That building in front of Trump Tower used to belong to them. No oh, way. It used to be. Yeah, there's a building up in front of Trump Tower. I can't remember the name, but it used to belong to the Morgases. The Friars Club. <laughs> right down the street. We're very yeah. close to the Trump Bong Bong. The next was, ceremony is going to honor Bong Bong next year. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> if it was, right? Icon yeah. Award. Icon Award to Bong Bong. For Bong Bong Marcus, imagine the red carpet, right? We Jesus. are trying to get more, like, you know, like uh, international. Yeah, per- people of color, like people of color. So there you go. <laughs> speaking speaking of, it was uh, it's AAPI month, right? Here, is it still? Or was that last month? That was May. That was last. Nice May. try, idiot. Oh, so I wanted because that I was had last to, month when we were. That's why to, we had the festival. Yeah, that's why we had the festival. No, because for I wanted to ask you for AAPI month, and I'm not my my daughter. They hired a, a Filipino chef. For right. Her. Can I say Girl Scouts? Will Drew get mad if it's for her Girl Scouts? You can here? say Girl they, Scouts. <laughs> they hired a chef, and she made they, she cooked with them. And I said, "What did you eat?" And she said, "I had chocolate pancakes." I said, that was your authentic dish. She liked it, though. Is that a is that something? It's is that a, happens, is you that know? a yeah, yeah, dish? We, you guys- we do. We do. We do have that. It's a bit of a fusion thing, though. It's a newer invention. It's not hey, really. You, I mean, you can't really go to a traditional Filipino restaurant and ask for it. But I've seen it around. You know? oh, Jolly Bee cap. They have spaghetti. So. <laughs> right. So yes, exactly. Everything's Jolly on the Bee. table with Filipino food, as far as I know. As far that's, as I yeah. that's a, that's a good selling there. point. Yeah, I mean they have burgers and and fries and those are not really Filipino. They have Shakey's so, Pizza there. Ooh, exactly. That's not. I wouldn't sell that. That's <laughs> pretty good pizza. <laughs> uh, all right, that's the episode, everybody. Chino, thanks for doing it, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Do guys. we have? Wait, I want one last question. Do you think Bong Bong? Because we read do Tuerte's approval rating is ninety two percent, and it was like ninety two percent last year at one point. Right. Can Bong Bong get over that? Do you think he's he's not saying anything? Uh, he thing. might he might shoot past that with how brainwashed the people are. He might Whoa, shoot past that. Wow, that's a good number to like over under. <laughs> right, right. I mean, he might go ninety three easy in like the first six months. Oh, is there which any is scary? But, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. It's, sorry, it's scary because he literally did not have a platform and won the presidency. It so. could be a lesson for other candidates out there. Less is more. Platforms are stupid. <laughs> they get in the way. I mean, I think, yes, I think you're right. So is it is, is there any thought that he's going to try to start nationalizing stuff and like people need to get their money out of the country or no, he's not interested in that? No, no. Well, a lot of like a lot of conspiracy theorists are saying that they need to start pulling investments out of the country because with him winning, a lot of international companies are going to start pulling out. And so the economy is going to back. And we might end up as the next El Salvador or some shit, right? But hey. a lot of like reasonable, reasonably minded experts are saying that's way too far into the future to predict. So, uh, uh, cooler heads will say that you keep your money in the Philippines for now. However, I mean, only time will really tell. I'm not an economist. For, uh, yeah. From what I've said, read, so I can't really say maybe he'll bring what Bitcoin. I read. He's trying to his he, he, I know he doesn't have a platform besides unity, but he is saying that, well, my dad, what you guys are all forgetting is my dad was great for the economy, which thinks, yeah, he might try to be great for the economy. that was a key. That was a key selling point to him winning. This is that his father was was very good at what he did. And so they feel like he'll be very good at what he competent do. dictator. 
Was right? Exactly. Yeah. So so I don't really know if that really is a good enough selling point, but we'll see. We'll find we'll have to, we'll have to check back in, see how it's going down the road. In, in six months. So. <laughs> He's still around. That is it. That's the pop. Maybe maybe Junior will be here and he'll just be if like, not, you can just move to Brownsville on the show. Yeah. Take your money I'm out of the country be, and bring it to Brownsville, people. I'm pretty sure Brownsville is going to be better if that happens too. Like it'd be the better option. Just go back <laughs> to that same. Go back to that same not shitty like Brownsville. He might have some issues. <laughs> But anyway, you can you can accomplish your dream and just actually do your, do a weekly podcast from that McDonald's <laughs> <laughs> interviewing the patrons. That's it. That's the show. Kaplan, what should Thank we you. do? Thank you. She had a long time coming this spot and uh, I get the time to get lost. Get lost, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.